we bless the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I once again um, want to welcome you and even to appreciate you that are always tuning in to listen to us. This is Pastor Dennis. This is uh, Freedom Experience Ministry. The program is called The Freedom Streams. We know that with The Freedom Streams, we bring to you life in the world. We want you to see the vision of God from a heavenly viewpoint, whereby you are able to see a desire and the plan and even the purpose of God. We have seen that God has been doing something and on this in this teaching series, we have seen a lot of things that God the Father was doing. And uh, we are talking about God's work and um, we have we have seen his work in eternity past, then in eternity um, in the old dispensation. Then we are seeing his work as God the Father in eternity uh, in the New Jerusalem. Sorry, in the uh, not the New Jerusalem, but in in the New Dispensation, which is the New Testament. And uh, we are we have been seeing what God was doing with His Son on earth, even when He was carrying out salvation. We have seen that he was with Christ even up to the cross, even when Christ died, went on to do some work. So we saw that he went on to do some work, and even he was, uh, we saw that in our previous point, which was number nine, and I want to continue from there. It was saying that he was also continuing his work of condemning sin in the flesh through the death of Christ in the flesh. So there we saw that Christ was in that likeness of the flesh of sin, but he did not participate in the sin of the flesh. And this is one of the things that is amazing. But he had to be in the likeness of the flesh so that the flesh of sin must be dealt with. So we see that as we are continuing today in the same uh uh, on the same topic and on the same point, we see that in doing the work of condemning sin in the flesh through the death of Christ in the flesh, God was wise. We saw that he knew that he should not send his son to be the flesh of sin. For if he had done that, his son would have been involved with the sin. And therefore, God sent his son in the likeness of the flesh of sin, as we saw, as it is typified the brass serpent that is that was lifted up by Moses in the wilderness we saw that in numbers 21 verse 9 today I want to continue to see even other verses when we come to second Corinthians chapter 5 verses 21 Paul says that Christ did not know sin and this means that he had no sin and that he did not know sin in an experiential way by contacting all by personal experience it's not that objectively he did not know sin he know he knew about sin but experientially he did not know sin in other words he did not have any personal contact with the sin praise the name of Jesus the Bible says in John chapter 8 verses 46 John 8.46 Here we see that Christ speaks and says that Which of you convinces me of sin? And if I say the truth Why do you not believe me? When you come to 1 Peter Chapter 1 verses 1 Peter chapter 2 
and verses uh, 22. Bible says that who did who did no sin, either was guile found in his mouth. Talking about Christ. When you come to Hebrews 4.15 These are scriptures that are confirming that Christ had no sin in him. And the Bible says that for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with our feelings of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. No, so Hebrews 7 26 the Bible says that this Christ said that for such an high priest came became us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners and made higher than the heavens. So this is the Christ we are talking about. Yet when we come to 2 Corinthians 5.21 it also says that this one who had no sin was made sin for us by God. So although this verse says that Christ was made sin, it doesn't mean that he was sinful in nature. He was sent only in the likeness of the flesh of sin. We saw the brass serpent had the form of the serpent, but it did not have a poison of the serpent. Same applies to Christ. Christ was made sin in form. Within him, there was no sin. He had nothing to do with the nature of sin. He was made only in the likeness of the flesh of sin for us. And Romans 8.3 says not only that God sent his son in the likeness of the flesh of sin, but also that God sent him concerning sin. You see, some verses may render like the, the Greek here is an offering for sin. He became an offering for sin. Paul's thought is, is that sin is a problem to us and makes us even our flesh weak before the law. When you read Romans 8, 3, that first part A. So, not only our flesh but also sin needs to be dealt with. God had to come to deal with our sin. So God sent his son not only in the likeness of the flesh of sin, but also concerning sin. That is, for sin, for the problem of sin, he has come to deal, to deal with our sin. And this way, God condemned sin and dealt with our flesh to solve and to resolve the problem. Praise the name of the Lord. So sin was condemned in the flesh of Christ on the cross. Sin is the nature of Satan. Satan's nature that that is sin was in the flesh, and Christ put on the likeness of this flesh of sin, the likeness of the flesh in which sin, the nature of Satan dwelt. You see. Then Christ took this flesh to the cross and crucified it. In this way, God condemned sin in the flesh through the death of Christ in the flesh. Hallelujah. So the sin in the flesh condemned by God may be called personified sin. This personified sin is described in Romans chapter 5. When you read from Romans chapter 5, chapter 6 
and even up to chapter 7 whereby we are told that sin reigns when you read Romans 5:21 sin is now personified become a person whereby the bible says that that as sin has reigned unto Adam meaning that sin was reigning as a king in our lives even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Christ our Lord even grace is a person when you read Romans chapter 6 verses 21 bible says that what fruit had he then in those things whereof you are now ashamed of that uh, i i wanted to read verses 12 not 21 Romans chapter 6 verses 12 The Bible says that let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey it in the lusts thereof. In other words, sin is in in man as a person, as a king that wants to reign. See? The Bible says that it cannot uh sin used or is to lord it over us to become our lord. When you read Romans chapter 6 verses 14 bible says that for sin shall not have dominion over you for you are not under the law but under grace in other words sin wanted to deceive us it was in our flesh wanting to deceive us when you read romans chapter 7 verses 11 the bible says that uh, for sin taking occasion by the commandment deceived me and by it slew me so sin was in man deceiving him was deceiving him and it always wants to deceive us this sin as a person dwells in us most of the people are looking for sin they think that sin is outside the world sin in maybe is maybe uh, uh somewhere outside man but it's so amazing you must know that sin dwells in our mortal body bible says in romans chapter 7 verse 17 it says now then it is no more i that do it but the sin that dwells in me this paul was giving us an illustration an experience whereby he was uh, battling with a sin in his flesh and discovered that this sin is dwelling in the flesh. When you read verses 20 of Romans 7 you see that the Bible says now if I do that I would not it is more it's not it's no more I that do it but sin that dwells in me. See? Sin begins to rise up to want to do something. Now this is what we call a personified sin in our flesh. This person fight sin in our flesh and force us to do things against our will. It is actually Satan moving in our sinful flesh. In other words, sin is Satan personified. Therefore, when God condemned sin in the flesh, he also destroyed Satan, the devil. And the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 2 verses 14, is the name of the Lord. At for as much then as the children are partakers of the flesh and blood he also himself likewise took part of the same 
that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death that is the devil so the devil was in our flesh as a person personified sin that Christ had to come to destroy and condemn sin in the flesh so that he may destroy Satan the devil praise the name of Jesus so when we continue with the work of God in the New Testament see that he went on as number 10 he went on to tear the veil to open the way to the holy of holies when the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified God tore the veil to open the way to the holy of holies praise the name of Jesus remember Matthew chapter 27 51 says that behold the veil of the temple was torn in two form the top to the bottom praise the name of the Lord now this signifies that the separation between God and man was abolished in the Old Testament we were separated couldn't approach God but now we come boldly to the throne of God so because the flesh which signified uh, which is signified by the veil because here the veil signifies the flesh the fail, the, the flesh of sin. Now, because this flesh of sin, which is signified by the veil, was taken by Christ in its likeness. As we have read Romans 8, verse 3. His flesh, which was taken by Christ, had been crucified. When you read Hebrews chapter 10, verses 20, you see that the body now had been crucified. And the Bible says that by a new and living way which he has consecrated for us through the veil that is, that is to say his flesh. Meaning that the veil that we see as the temple curtain is now the body that is of flesh. The body that Christ put on and crucified on the cross. When he tore that body and the body was teared on the cross. Then we had access to the spirit realm. Because before Christ, when Christ was still living on earth, he was living in the body and the spirit was not released. The spirit was confined in the body. When he died on the cross, he released his spirit by breaking the flesh. Just as the temple curtain was torn from top to bottom. Praise Jesus. So the words here that from the top to the bottom they indicate that the tearing of the veil was God's doing from above. And because sin had been judged and the flesh of sin had been crucified we see that the separation between God and man was taken away. Now the way to enter into the presence of God is open for us even up to now. Glory to God. So when you come to see Hebrews chapter 10 verses 19 and 20, we see that it also speaks of God is tearing a veil to open the way for us to enter into the Holy of Holies. The Bible says in Hebrews, having therefore brothers boldness entering the Holy of Holies by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he dedicated for us through the veil that is his flesh. 
So the Holy of Holies today is in heaven. Where the Lord is today. When you read Hebrews chapter 9, verses 12 and even 24, the Bible says that neither by the blood of goats and the calves, but by his own blood he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. Remember, um, let me first also read for you verse 24, and I explain something. Verse 24 says that, of Hebrews 9, 9-24, For Christ is not entered into the holy place made with hands, which are the figures of the true, but into heaven itself. See? Now to appear in the presence of God for us. You see, in the Old Testament, the holy of holies was in the tabernacle, which was made by Moses, made with the hands. But in the New Testament, the holy of holies is in the heaven. There, that holy of holies, Christ has entered. When he resurrected from the dead, he took the blood sacrifice. And he told Mary, touch me not, I have not ascended to my father. He was taking the blood of the Holy of Holies in heaven. Meaning that the Holy of Holies is no longer like physically made with the hands of men. It is now the heavens where Christ is. It is in the presence of God. And Christ has, we see that he took the blood of the Holy of Holies. Our question would be, how then can we enter this Holy of Holies while we are still on earth? Because we know that we are supposed to enter in the presence of God. The Bible says we should come boldly. Then what? where is the Holy of Holies? Is it when we go to church? No. How do we then enter to the, the Holy of Holies while we are still here on earth? Let me tell you, the secret is our spirit. The secret is our spirit. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 that this word of God is able to separate the soul from the spirit. So we have a spirit now. The Christ who is in the heaven is also now in our spirit. And the Bible says on that in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verses 22 whereby Paul was concluding by saying the Lord Jesus Christ be with thy spirit. Grace be with you. Amen. So today we know that the Christ in heaven is also the Lord Jesus in our spirit. So the only secret uh, and the only way we enter the Holy of Holies is when we turn to our spirits. Glory to God. So Christ is there. And for us to come from our flesh realm to the spirit realm, we see that Christ becomes a heavenly ladder. Becomes a heavenly ladder for us to climb. There is a traffic is coming and is going. Angels are ascending and descending. Christ is the ladder. We are ascending to the spirit. We descend to our soul life. So he becomes the heavenly ladder. Remember that ladder that the Bible says in Genesis chapter 28 verse 12 whereby Jacob gets a dream and in his dream he sees heavens opened praise the name of the Lord and the Bible says that in his dream he 
saw something in verse 12 that says that and he dreamed and behold a ladder set upon earth the top of it reached to heaven and behold the angels of God ascended and descended on it of which Jesus comes in John chapter 1 and verses 51 to interpret what John what Jacob had seen in a dream Jesus tells Nathanael and tells him that and he says unto him in John 1:51 verily verily I say unto you hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Now we see that Jesus here directly like he interprets the ladder of Jacob by saying that that ladder is me. The angels are going to ascend and descend upon the Son of Man. So Christ becomes the ladder for us to connect to the Spirit, to the heavenly, to the uh, of holies. So the secret is our spirit. So this ladder of Christ, which is Christ, joins our spirit to heaven and brings heaven into our spirit. This is so amazing. And this is what this was the meaning of the ladder. And Jesus said in John 1:51, I am that ladder whereby the earth is able to connect to the heavens. So this ladder is in us. Christ becomes our ladder whereby our he joins our spirit to heaven and even brings heaven into our spirit. So whenever we turn to our spirit, we enter into the holy of holies. And here we meet with God who is on the throne of grace. He says, come boldly. He says, come boldly on the throne of grace. Glory to God. So, according to Hebrews chapter 10 verse 20, we enter the Holy of Holies by a new and living way which Christ dedicated for us through the veil that is his flesh. So, the way into the Holy of Holies has been cut when Christ tore his flesh on the cross. The way was cut. The temple curtain was torn. The, the, the Greek word translated new in this verse means a fleshly slain as when like fleshly slain whereby it is a new cut that is still bleeding so through Christ's death on the cross the way has been fleshly slain for us what was slain not only the flesh but the entire old creation was slain was killed glory to God so in this verse we see that the veil which is Christ's flesh signifies the old creation including us. So on the on the veil where the cherubim if you go back in uh, Exodus 26 verse 31 we see that on the veil where the cherubim signifies the creatures the creatures in Ezekiel 10:15 let me read some verses for you the Bible says in Exodus chapter 26 verse 31 is the name of the Lord. We see that the scripture says that and thou shalt make a veil of blue and purple and scarlet and fine twinned linen of cunning work with the cherubims 
shall it be made so it was made with cherubims when moses was commanded to make the veil god gave him instructions but these cherubims they typify the creatures right so when we come to the book of ezekiel chapter 10 verses 15 see that ezekiel says that in verse 15 that and the cherubims were lifted up this is the living creature that i saw by the river of eber so we see that the cherubim typifies a creature okay so when the veil was torn the cherubim were torn also signifying that when the flesh of christ uh, which is typified by the veil was crucified all the creatures also were crucified with his flesh glory to the lord so now when you look into these wonderful uh, truths that are revealed it is so amazing to see that god was working out something so when we 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 have seen that when when the lord jesus christ died the veil in the temple was torn from the top to the bottom meaning that it was torn by god in the heavens and this means that the old creation has been slain and the new and living way to enter into the holy of holies has been opened by god now through the divided veil of the flesh and by the blood of jesus we can boldly enter into the holy of holies glory to god so the veil in hebrews 10:20 is a second veil when you read hebrews 9:3 You see that there is what to call let me read for you we have already read hebrews 10:20 let us read hebrews 9 verses 3 the bible says and after the second veil the tabernacle which is called the holiest of all so the veil we see in hebrews 10:20 is the second veil in it there are two veils the first one and the second that enters into the holy of holies now within the tabernacle which as we have seen typifies the flesh of Christ when Christ's flesh was crucified this veil was torn therefore opening the way for us because we are one time excluded from God which signified uh, either tree of life remember in Genesis chapter 3 verses 22 to 24 man was terminated from access in the tree of 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 life the bible says that and the lord said god said behold the man is become as one of us to know good and evil and now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever the bible says that therefore the lord god sent him forth from the garden of eden to till the ground from whence he was taken so he drove out the man and placed him at the east of the garden of eden he placed there cherubims and the flaming sword which turned everywhere to keep the way of the tree of life so we were excluded from the accessing the tree of life but when christ died on the cross and the veil was torn there was an opening for us to come back to eat from Christ as our tree of life now to enter into the 
Holy of Holies is to conduct Christ. Take him as the tree of life, our enjoyment. Glory to God. So this was the great work God was doing. I want to stop here because our time is up. I am Pastor Dennis Matu Freedom Experience Ministry Uganda. I trust God that someone is being blessed and also learning a life in the word of God. Thank you for tuning in. Until some other time, be blessed.